is Brian. My name is Anna, and today is the first episode for our Amana World podcast. Hey. Um, so don't judge us. Uh, it's our first time. Be nice, be gentle for newbies. So. Yeah. Um, maybe just like to introduce what we are doing uh, as a company. Uh, Mata World is actually means beloved world from Latin. And what we are doing is we are creating a platform, kind of like augmented reality, metaverse, the early stage, so far. But maybe you can add some additional points. No, I think, well, you, you've covered most of it, but um, we do want it to be a platform to create it as kind of like a tool and allow creators to make it, make it easier for creators to create augmented reality experiences around real-world neighborhoods and things, so we're, we're very much focused on outdoor uh, experiences. So kind of like a mixture between um, digital and physical experiences. Mm. Just yeah. think of that of like Ready Player One in augmented reality rather than VR. That's mm -hmm. our goal. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of like a summary of our company, but how about, you know, ourselves? Maybe we need to introduce ourselves to the viewers as well, so maybe you can... Uh, give us a quick introduction to your uh, to yourself, your background. Why would the users should the users listen to us? Uh, I think I have like a very different experience compared to what I'm doing right now. So I used to be uh, in science. I did an ocean physics research in ocean physics and um, tried to travel around the world. Went to cruise to Antarctica. Um, I don't know. It, well, I it's kind of like a trying. different life uh, compared to what I'm doing so far. But even during the research, um, I've tried to go to as many hackathons as I could. That's where I met you and the rest of the team, like for the previous day on my project. Um, it was kind of like funny. Um, but yeah, um, what about you? Mine was more the traditional um, boring and didn't travel as much as Anna did. Um, I come from a software engineering background. Mm, but before that, I used to study uh, mechanical engineering. So I did lots of interesting things with robotics and mechanical things. But I eventually got bored of that and wanted to move into software because I realized that's where my passion was. I'm also very much interested in um, geospatial technologies, anything that's, you know, based around the map and everything, that's what piqued my interest into uh, this project that we started. So that's why I'm here today. What do you think? Would it be cool to some some kind of previous hypes in 2022? Yep. Um, shall we start from Metaverse? Yeah. So a slightly controversial question and very popular question for everyone. Well, how would you define metaverse? Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> everyone has. To everyone start has this question because no one actually knows what is it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people refer to the metaverse as a three D internet or like the future of the internet. Um, I think when I'm thinking about the metaverse, it's like going to when I was a child. So when I was a kid, I wasn't able to travel a lot. So the way to experience the world was via films and the books. Um, so that's the reason why I had an idea of bringing it all, all this information in our real world. 
it's kind of like combining div different universes, like different movies, different books, all in one place to have some kind of like portals. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like, on a, in addition, metaverse should exist even what people have like in the list of, um, yeah. even if you're not there, it should exist and something should happen over there. So it's not just around you. Um, and as well, you need to have some economy over there. So people would trade, would earn some money, uh, they work over there and learn as well. And it should be based around the community. Um, basically, that's probably the core of the metaverse. But I think that will change in the future. The will have a better understanding what it will be. Um, but so far, yeah. What about you? What do you think? There's the metaverse is such a broad concept. It's kind of like trying to define the internet before we knew what the internet was. Everyone knows uh, what it is today. Um, but back then, when it first the term first came out, nobody could really understand because it was such a difficult concept to explain to someone who doesn't know what the metaverse is. But yeah, from my perspective, it's also you know a new way we can interact with digital information and a lot of it is through um, 3D because mm -hmm. that's kind of like how we naturally perceive the world and we were only forced to look at two-dimensional content because of the technical limitations back then but now we are in a position where we are not so much limited by that so people are starting to explore how we can you know explore information share digital content in, in 3D um, yeah. yeah so i think that's kind of like the right thing and all of course all these other important factors in any digital uh medium comes into play like social you know interactivity things like that so yeah yeah and i think it's just like um to explain like the the term matter verse it means like beyond the universe so kind of like yeah, in Latin. Yeah, in Latin. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think the the first time the term was used was in the science fiction. Um, in 1992, in the snow crash, mm -hmm. from Neil Stephenson. Steven yep. Stephenson. Oh my yep. God, I can't pronounce <laughs> it. Um, I'm That's so right. sorry. And um, basically, over there, it was an escape from their real world, and it basically goes around the VR. Um, virtual reality um, metaverse um, but I think the first um, metaverse concept applied to reality was in 2003 with the second life um, it's kind of like an extension of the Sims, <laughs> I think <laughs> but um, it, it was a world where people can actually um, dive into uh, and distract from their daily life and interact with some people who are far away from each other. Um, and after that, I think when we had like the biggest um, interest uh, to the metaverse concept was after the Ready Player One um, book, which came out in 2009, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, the 
entire planet had some problems with the environment, global warming, climate change, let's say, social um, and economic crisis. That's the reason why over there people use the metaverse to escape the reality. Um, and they worked over there, they went to school, but I think a lot of people saw the Ready Play one. But it's I liked the idea of combining all our um, stories about like different games different uh like delorean yeah. uh, car just like it, it's a combination of all the films the games the history um and you can like, actually yeah. see and interact with that that was really cool um it's like a science fiction utopia yeah, yeah. um but and in 2009 uh, 19 or 18 18 um they created the the, the movie um mm. But the interesting thing that um, two years after uh, 2009, like in 2011, Facebook, now Meta, uh, actually bought the uh, Oculus for two billion. And no one actually knew why, why? Uh, because most of the people are thinking for Facebook as like a software company mm -hmm. rather than hardware. And actually probably Starting from 2011, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg already had some ideas of a meta or his vision. Um, but I think right now they're focused mostly on the uh, kind of like future of work, let's say, like creating yeah. a metaverse to make like it easier. Like an enterprise metaverse. Yeah. Um, but I think it's basically because of the problems we had during the pandemic. Um, that's the reason why we came back to that. Uh, idea of the metaverse to make it easier to collaborate with everyone, not just via Zoom, but adding some additional level or layer of um, to collaboration, engagement um, in a team. And because I think it's just like right now, a lot of uh, people are working remotely um, in diverse teams. Some people could be in Australia, some in San Diego, and some in London, and you need to work together together but it's sometimes really hard if you just have a 2d screen um with a talking head so mm -hmm. i don't know that's basically like in a, in a nutshell the story of the metaverse the history let's say yeah. um there's definitely a lot more focus into um how we can work together across virtually Um, from different remote areas. I know Google has this really interesting project. I can't remember, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of, but they are doing almost like, you know, hologram style video um, projections. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, focus in this space. And even Microsoft, um, they're, they're trying to build their own tech. I know their HoloLens is very advanced as well. And they're using that kind of as their foundation to build to move into a enterprise-style metaverse. So that's what the big big tech is looking at. But I think there's a lot of interesting players that came out in, or were emerging in 2022, that are focused more on like consumer face and consumer-facing metaverses. I think the most um, popular of all of them, you know, we know, we hear a lot of is um, Fortnite and Roblox. Although 
they started off as games and I think they're still primarily video games, they do have a lot of the characteristics of how we define a metaverse. Yeah, there's there's still missing that piece where you know the the monetization aspect of it where a lot of these things are still very much um, going to a centralized medium. But wh yeah. why, why do you think it was just like 2021 was the year, 2021-2022 was the year of like the metaverse? Why was so... I think a lot of people were saying that during the pandemic that was what encouraged everyone to accelerate a lot of these technologies and forced many people to adopt it because during the pandemic, everyone had to self-isolate in some way, no matter where they're from. And depending on where you are, you had, you know, maybe stronger and more stricter restrictions. So people, the only way people could ever interact was online. And that's when a lot of these technologies flourished. Um, like Zoom, for example, I think they had a big boom during the, the pandemic. And I think there were other visionaries that were thinking about the metaverse and how this could you know evolve to something bigger and they just pushed this idea during that time and yeah that's why we see um you know fortnite and roblox having the kind of engagement they have these days because the children that grew up in that age the only way they could entertain themselves was through digital medium so they quickly got used to being more digital native they got used to the idea of socializing um on these platforms so I think that's one of the huge, well, what's the word, <laughs> big factors that affected the adoption of the metaverse during this period. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's just like a lot of people, um, yeah, I agree about the pandemic, but I think as soon as Facebook changed its name to Meta, a lot of people just say, oh, wow, it's just like if, if oh, yeah. such a big player is doing something and they invested 10 billion um in 2021 um that's that means it's just like oh maybe we should do something about that as well um so i think that could affect that yes as well um but yeah i think it's just like do you remember there was what was that crypto kitties that was yeah. really <laughs> kind of like popular but I think it kind of, it was NFT one boom. of the, yeah, NFT boom. And after that, the, the sandbox is actually, was it the first thing that Sebastian did? Uh, um, I think. I believe so. He can, he was connected to that. Yeah. Bit. But the sandbox was one of the um, uh, platforms or like the metaverses. Um, one of the most... Um, not popular, but they kind of had a lot of users and they sold a lot of virtual land, um, like on the amount, I think it's on the stats from 2021, around 500 million for the virtual real estate. So basically what we, they try to do, one of the concepts for the metaverse is to buy and sell something in the metaverse. Uh, it's less entertaining and entertaining because some of them, uh, some of the metaverses, they focus mostly on the entertain entertainment aspect of bringing some concerts, uh, live concerts, um, 
or maybe some like games, um, films. But the sandbox uh, and was it like the central land? They both like yeah. buying and selling the, the real the land yeah. actually. Um, and I think Sebastian uh, was one of the top thirty most influential influ- <laughs> influential <laughs> people in the metaverse. Um, and we glad that we actually saw him here at the Dilty Hub where we actually mm-hmm. recording this podcast uh, last year. Um, he's really interesting person. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it just like is just to sum up the pandemic plus if one of the big players is doing something and everyone like, oh my mm-hmm. God, we need to move quick. Oh, yeah. Otherwise we'll miss the hype or mm-hmm. otherwise we'll miss the wave. Um, so that's probably like two main reasons why. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I completely forgot about the the movement that they did. It's been almost you know more than a year ago now. Yeah, it's <laughs> such more than a long a year time. Ago. But yeah, uh, I think that pushed a lot of players into this space as well, and a lot of big companies uh, because of Facebook or Meta's influence back then have started moving into this mm-hmm. space as well. But the thing is, right now, like. Um, the um, meta is actually paying off for that. It's just the um, prices. Uh, yeah, it's all investment money. Now. Yeah, just like it's down like sixty four percent lower, like over a year. Because um, in two thousand twenty and two thousand twenty one, um, the prices for their stop. Stocks. Yeah, the stock prices um, were growing in 2020-2021, but in 2022, uh, Meta lost more than Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft and Apple. Um, not combined, but just like the percentage of their losses higher compared to the other big players. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure if it's if it will slow down the metaverse movement because like right now we can see yeah we had a lot of hopes for the metaverse um, and a lot of people were got disappointed because of the state uh, of the metaverse right now um, I think some of the people describe as a little bit cartoonish uh so because right now it's only on uh like a desktop version or um there is not a lot of interper- interper- enterprise <laughs> no 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 enterprise interoperability interoperability oh my god there is not a lot of interoperability oh my god you should say that word um there is not a lot of connections between different metaverses so, um, yeah, I think it's just like that's one of the main problems so far. Um, mm. Apart from that we lack in tech in terms of the AR, VR, um, even the metaverses itself, how they look like right now. Um, yeah, but because we can't connect them all together, uh, that probably... 
reduces the amount of people like because if we will all work together we can share the huge pool of mm -hmm. the like metaverse fans um but if you're just like doing it by yourself you're kind of losing a lot of people who could, could have joined you in metaverse as well yep. um but i just like mm -hmm. wanted to add the interesting fact that um by some surveys from statista i think in 2022 there are more males who are likely to show the interest in joining some kind of metaverse rather than female so around like 18 percent of males and but it's for united states um right. so they reported being very interested in the new digital space while only seven percent of um female uh, showed interest in the metaverse and I think just like for being a female in the metaverse space right now um, I kind of felt uh, on some of the meetups and events they're just like especially on some of the panel discussions there probably could be one woman uh, with several men uh, as a panelist uh, not all the time mm -hmm. uh it's changing and it's getting better so yeah just like there are some uh, communities in london women and f women and web free and sort of they are trying to educate uh because i think sometimes it feels a bit scary if you don't know a lot of things about that uh but what i liked um even if you don't have a lot of knowledge in this area the community itself is very welcoming. Doesn't matter if you're like oh, if yeah. you're female or male. Um, and we met a lot of people who just started last year doing something in the metaverse space, but they're already showing some results. And it's quite interesting. It's changing so fast, and um, it's really cool. I like I like the so community. Cooperative, yeah, yeah, welcoming, yeah, open to collaborations. It's very different from. You know tra traditional tech where you kind of need to operate in stealth for a while because you're afraid someone would steal your idea yeah. it's really refreshing to know that the, the new generation of entrepreneurs are so much more open to collaboration because they know it's very difficult to stand up to the big giants the big tech bullies out there who oh, are dominating yeah. space by aggressive acquisitions so yeah we all need to support each other in space and everyone in the web community metaverse community and the stats that so it's great well that's the kind of impression i get in london anyway mm -hmm. um i think both of us can relate to that interesting thing is just like um what we saw at the end of the year or like like in 2022 as well a lot of um big players not in tech but like nike gucci um Disney, they actually did something in the metaverse or web free space. Um, and I kind of like it um, because it shows that there is something in it and there is a future. Um, oh, for sure. I think they're starting to understand, like, you know, these are, this is going to be the future way to engage younger audiences. Like, like you know, Walmart. Um, um, Gucci, Spotify, they all have presence in Roblox, which is, I thought was very interesting. Like these aren't platforms I would necessarily think would be interested in a in a video game, which essentially is what Roblox is. Mm -hmm. 
but they are starting to appreciate. Okay, this is going to be a metaverse platform. And I think Roblox is also trying to cash in on this new business. They've recently opened up um, a platform for creating ads where brands can create presence in um, uh, different Roblox like little worlds. So, <clears throat> for those not familiar with the Roblox platform, it is kind of like a platform for creating virtual experiences. Um, these are all separate experiences that are typically separated from each other. But what Roblox is trying to do is create, um, allow brands to create little portals in these um, these different experiences where players can jump into um, a kind of like brand-themed experience. So that's something new. That's actually coming probably something that's going to roll out early part of this year. That is something to watch out for. But... I think that is their response to a lot of these brands and their interest in in getting into the metaverse. So, but yeah, it's just like even right now, um, the metaverse is still not very developed. It's still early stages, but there are already four hundred million monthly active users, and the Roblox has more than half of that. Um, two other players are Minecraft and Fortnite. Mm -hmm. So. It's it's growing. The community is growing. It's changing very quickly. So yep. I don't know what we're going to see next year. Oh, this year already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this year. Pretty much we're talking about last year. But yeah, it's also, also an interesting observation is that a lot of these so-called metaverse platforms were still originally gaming platforms. They still have the highest engagement. Yeah, the interesting thing that we kind of discovered or that came out in the news last year is um, the report of engagement numbers in the Central Line and Sandbox. Um, there was a, I think it, it got uh, quite widespread for a while um, when someone reported that Sandbox only had about, say, 616 daily active users and Decentraland had about 23 active users um, in like in that 24 hours whenever the mm. report came out. So those are very small numbers compared to, uh, if you compare it to how much money has gone into these companies multi-million dollar investments into these companies and they only could create you know less than 100 daily active users whereas compared to other gaming platforms where you see millions uh, hundreds of thousands of daily active users every day so maybe they're you know these metaverse platforms they're still missing a trick in terms of customer engagement and retention in many of these platforms and I think a lot of it is due to the fact that the, the the ones that start off as metaverse projects they are they've just started off as kind of like almost investment projects where people invest money in them um, because they want to see returns in the future not necessarily to create a presence or to actually be a part of that um, that universe mm -hmm. whereas gaming platforms they never had um that kind of motivation where people needed to put money in. Fortnite, Minecraft, Roblox were all just ways to spend time. And I think that's what is hooking a lot of these people. And they are happy to stay there because there's a lot of things to do to spend their time on. And I know there's a lot of work going to Sandbox and also into Decentraland to create something that can keep people in there. But um, they've still got a ways to go and it'll be interesting to see this year the kind of plans they have to um, follow up on that. Yeah. What do you think will be the biggest thing for the metaverse? 
this year. In 2023? Yeah. Ooh, I'm leaning towards AI. 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 The, yeah. <laughs> with a lot of advancements actually in around December and November where we got to see... Um, yeah, the chat GPT. Chat GPT, yeah. yes. That's starting to produce very almost realistic interactions with an AI. Um, the images. Yep, text to images. That's that's been you know adopted by a lot. Of, it's starting to get adopted by creators a lot. So we're starting to see generate a lot of different kinds of generative art. It's really I've been to a couple of meetups where artists talk about how they're using the um, these uh, AIs to to create amazing works of art that they would never be able to do, or it would take a long time to do if they were to do it themselves and they can just do it down seconds so it really helps their creative process what i'm really interested to see is the text to 3d a lot of the um really interesting projects coming out the open ai the same company that did chat gpt and um dolly has come out with a system called pointy which is um, not out yet but it is trying to deliver on the promise of text to the 3d so there's been a, some early um um prototypes of that coming out and it's really exciting to see um and also other companies i think luma ai is another um uh, example of a company that's doing text to 3d and you can soon you know start generating a lot of these content because the most difficult thing as a creator getting into the metaverse um, hype is creating 3d assets not many people know how yeah. to do that it's very difficult um ip Mm, and yes, IP. Um, that's another whole different topic. But there's a lot of people looking at Web three to solve this problem. So, like Alluvio. Yeah, like Alluvio. <laughs> it's an interesting company we came across, and yeah, we can talk a bit more about that. But maybe I think. Yeah, I really hope that like this year there will be more connections to the real local economy, like the metaverse, which will be connected to our everyday life without us spending most of the time in VR, just like still being present in our world, but at the same time connecting to the different different universes we all mm -hmm. like, and uh, at the same time helping the local economy. Um, yeah, so oh, yeah. that's my hope for 2023 for the metaverse. I don't know. I think we're, we're a bit biased, but there has been a lot of sentiments coming out that AR is the future, not you know, not just VR. And I think that's kind of a nod towards a not completely virtual world or metaverse of the future, where we can have kind of mix between. Yeah, there should be a mix, I think, yeah. um, because um, some of the people they prefer VR compared to AR, but there there should be a combination if. You're going outside, you see something, you interact with different universes, and after, if you want to dive deeper, it's just like, oh yeah, there's a VR kind of uh, place where you can explore more and mm -hmm. without even leaving your home. So, yeah. yeah. I think we're quickly running out of time. Time flies yeah. when you're having so much fun. So, um, So maybe it's about time we wrap up. So yeah. that was kind of like our quick introduction to ourselves and um, what we think of the metaverse. I think we'll be probably continuing on this topic. Um, we'll be exploring different um, other topics as well to see what 
what sort of we're interested in. Yeah, actually what ha- helps the metaverse to grow is mm-hmm. blockchain, AI, oh, yeah. XR, all of those um, different topics we will yeah. probably touch yeah. on next week or the week after that. Mm-hmm. So we want to thank uh, DLT Hub for giving us a space to try it and yeah. do our first podcast. Um, thank you guys. And uh, thank you for listening.